Hi, my lovely hummingbirds. How's it going, everyone? It's your girl, Monroe. And for today's short break on pop culture, <laughs> I am here to make an announcement. Have you ever wondered what the universe has in store for you? Or have you ever just wanted to book a tarot reading for shits and giggles because you don't really know what it's about, but you don't really know where to go either? Or if it's going to be trustworthy? Well, look and feel no more, my lovely hummingbirds. You can book your very own personalized reading with me, your lovely host, Monroe, on Calendly. Calendly is a site where you can book whatever service from whomstever is offering it, and with me, that is tarot and oracle readings. How does it work? Well, you go to calendly.com forward slash L-O-V-P-B-L-L-L-C, and you click whichever type of reading it is that you would like, whether it is 30 minutes or an hour. And for full disclosure, the prices are $77 for a 30 minute reading and $111 for a full hour. Now, for each reading, you can select the topic of conversation that you would like covered. So this does not need to involve any specifics, anything like that. You just click on the selection, for the 30 minute one, it is limited to one topic and for the full hour, you can pick as many as your heart desires and we will do a reading for you on them just to get a little bit more clarification, just to get some extra information, maybe some things you didn't even know. <laughs> and yeah. Also, the way that it does work, I do want you to know, it does not involve me on a Zoom with you. It is sent to your email via my email, <laughs> and it is in video format where I give you a full breakdown, show you the cards of what I'm looking at, and I hope that, you know, it offers some clarity at the end of the day and helps you in whatever way is necessary. Now, that being said, also, because I'm in a giving mood, and I don't know if it's because the way the stars are aligned today or whatever, but <laughs> for every first hundred individuals that book a reading, with me we are going to launch a raffle and whoever wins and this is like you book a reading i record it i send it to you all that like readings paid for not you book and then cancel that will make you ineligible for the raffle <laughs> but for the first hundred that book and all that good shit uh you're gonna get sorted into a raffle 
and the winner is going to win their very own free one hour long zoom call with me to get a reading of whatever your heart desires or if you want to feature on pop culture we can even do that and we'll just shoot the shit about a topic of conversation and (laughs) uh yeah that's it so if you are so inclined to do so go ahead to calenlee.com forward slash ella v p b l l l c and that is E-L-L-A-V-P-B-L-L-C for the forward slash. So C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot C-O-M forward slash E-L-L-A-V-P-B-L-L-C. And book your very own personalized readings. They are English and Spanish. So yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, okay, yeah, that's it. I love you. Have a good one. Bye, my lovely hummingbirds. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, my lovely hummingbirds, and welcome back to another episode of Makeup and Motivation here on Pop Culture with I, your lovely host, Monroe. How's it going, everyone? On today's episode, first and foremost, I do want to say Happy Mother's Day. Feliz Dia de las Madres. I hope all of you mothers, mamas, mamis, mamacitas, mamasotas, madrinas, <laughs> godmoms out there. Yes, godmoms too. Uh, because in case you guys didn't know, uh, if you legally this earth, uh, your children go to the next of kin and oftentimes legally that can be the godparent. So this is why they tell you to choose your padrinos wisely. But anyway, my little there aside, what are we covering on today's episode of Pop Culture? Well, from Peso Pluma being the new Latino music icon to Bad Bunny being ignored by Kendall Jenner to the potential downfall of Florida. We're covering it all on today's episode, but today first before anything else what even is an icon well that's gonna be today's topic of conversation yeah let's get into the makeup look first okay we are gonna do a salute to the beady beady bum bum queen herself selena quintanilla okay let's go to the makeup now i love you enjoy the episode i'm a lovely hummingbirds do you like the makeup look I absolutely adore it. Yes, of course I have a beaded bra. Hello. And a fucking paperboy hat. Like, duh, the hoops. <laughs> if you love Selena Quintanilla, how can you not? But <laughs> My bedazzled bustier <laughs> out of the core subject. Today we are discussing what constitutes an icon. But before we get into all that, as I mentioned, icon, what even is that? A word that gets thrown around a lot nowadays, it seems. I even used it earlier when I said, is Peso Pluma the new icon when it comes to Latino music? Maybe. Well, my lovely hummingbirds, (laughs) before we go into the whole iconic thing, who is Peso Pluma? Well, first off, I fucking... (laughs) 
I love this. It's all good. <laughs> no, I didn't do the Harley Lee arched eyebrows though, because I was like, I'm not doing that. Uh <laughs> Amigo, no soy una muñeca. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna torture y'all with me singing Selena for like an hour. I promise you. But anything for Selena's. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> So originally I was going to do Marilyn Monroe for the icon, but I'm also going to be covering an episode on the female archetypes and it just felt better to use her for that, especially considering I have the same fucking archetype apparently that she represents. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. I was just like, <sighs> you know, it was one of those universal things where I was like, life just be life in and everything was like, brruh, 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 this is who you will be in life. But... <laughs> My nonsense aside. Oh my god, I love coffee. Coffee! Okay. <laughs> so, ¿Quién es Peso Pluma? Who is Peso Pluma? Well, he is born Hassan Emilio Caban de la Hija. Which, like... Hassan. <laughs> Peso, who are your mommy and daddy? But... <laughs> He is 23 years old from Zapopan, Mexico. He is best known for his Corridos Tumbaos and Trap Corridos. What is that? Well, it's like <laughs> regional Mexican music with trap over it and rapping over it. For those of you that don't know, he rose to fame with his song uh, with Eslabón Armado called Ella Baila Sola, which I thought was hilarious since he, Peso Pluma, anyway, shaded Bad Bunny and Bad Bunny had uh, Yo Perreo Sola, so I just, very tongue-in-cheek there in my opinion. Now, of course, he was very known across TikTok when he did get shady with Bad Bunny. He retracted the statement, but as we all know, the devil works hard and Kris Jenner just simply works harder. And... <laughs> Considering Bad Bunny is now with La Candle. Oh, Benito, ¿qué haces, papacito? So, the reason that I think Peso Pluma is now becoming the next Latino icon as far as music goes, well, honestly, I think it's high time that Mexican music has its time to shine in more of a western society more of an american culture aspect at least beyond just shining with people of the culture itself or people that are immersed in the culture because of who they marry or who they know now the last time that we really had and i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not comparing peso pluma to selena quintanilla by any means but everybody knows selena right everyone who is anyone you know, I can't even say that because one of my besties who's from Florida, Rosie Gold, she was like, hey, you know, it's crazy because I didn't know who the fuck Selena was until like I came to Chicago and I was like, wow, apparently she's very like still within the cult, held within the culture, right? Uh, but in my eyes, I was like, everybody knows Selena. <laughs> and... I think Peso Pluma at a very young age is massing to fame quickly, but along with him, he is doing what I feel like not to shade any of his colleagues, none of his counterparts, nothing like that. But even when other individuals like Nathaniel Cano were coming out, they weren't hitting as hard as he did, right? And this man has already been on Jimmy Fallon. 
he got the attention of the people when he started shading my bunny <laughs> one of his shows and just his overall demeanor because in an interview that i saw that he did where they asked him about his name where peso pluma comes from he's like oh well you know in boxing there's a specific category of featherweight and they he was having a conversation essentially him and company i don't know <laughs> i can't remember who it was with uh with a boxer and he was like oh yeah you know and he's like so the name kind of just stuck and he speaks about like where he comes from his influence all of that very accepting of his culture of his people and also accepting how like it didn't really just completely work for him, so he had to add his own thing to it, right? <laughs> and I think that Peso Bluma and Guy, don't get me on this hill, y'all, but I'm gonna say it because I feel like it has to be said, especially con los acontecimientos de la vida del conejo malo. Um. <laughs> I think that Peso Bluma is genuinely becoming, to some degree, what we all wanted Bad Bunny to be. Right? Now, granted, are both of these men pale and pasty and blancos to some degree? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. I don't know particularly Peso Bluma's views on race and color and if he's even been asked those questions yet and like the effects and all of that over colorismo right but so far what has been seen i think he really is bringing forward a good fusion of like i am not the greatest fan of corridos tomados i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> i am not the greatest but i do think that to some degree fusion and a mixing and to <laughs> revamping is essential for music to grow naturally it is a part of music a part of entertainment i mean it's been everywhere like and that does not necessarily mean that like the music that is being revamped dies out to any capacity because like people still play classical music people still learn you know i don't think it's gonna in any way shape or form overshadow corridos or norteño music or regional music nothing like that but the reason that i am using selena as an example is because she not only went and did regular cumbia or tropical music she went and did her what essentially is now tex-mex tejano techno cumbia <laughs> things of that nature she made it very much her own and an icon is a person that does essentially that now i am gonna get more into the official definition and all that good shit <laughs> once we get more into that but i think he's making waves i think the kid you know really has a passion for it knows to some degree what he's doing i hope he's surrounded by a good team i hope he doesn't lose himself in the process of everything oh god sweet baby jesus i hope he makes it <laughs> um not to sound super fucking morbid or anything but a lot of artists a lot of celebrities a lot of poc especially 
artists and celebrities that go into the entertainment industry only make it so long before either they end up in some shit or se los truenan. And honestly, I just hope that he's okay. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know, he's 23. He's sadly the age that Selena was when she passed away at the hands of her supposed best friend. I have my theories and my suspicions, but we're going to leave that alone. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to put a pin in that one. So, why am I allowing Peso Pluma so much? Well, Bad Bunny, who honestly, in his own right, was an icon for a hot-ass minute and a half, has let us all down. <laughs> because I feel, right, like he's deviated, and we have covered this in other bits and episodes of pop culture, but he has deviated from originally what he represented himself as in regards to music, la cultura, and everything to do with it, and again, to bring up his latest interview with the fucking magazine where he said that, like, he can't really speak on how topics of, like, colorismo have impacted the reggaeton community and all this stuff, and I'm just like, bro, you literally said that Tego was your idolo, and you cannot comment on <laughs> on how you, as a lighter-complected Puerto Rican man, has benefited more from the culture than Tego, porque es moreno, right? <laughs> Bad money, porque... <laughs> You have let us down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Also, I can't stop looking at my bustier. It's so pretty. Anyway. <laughs> and like, you know, her iconic purple fit. I was like, oh my God, it's the same color. It's really not. It's off by like a few shades, but we're just going to go with it's the same color. <laughs> so... Why am I so passionate about this, you ask? Well, I feel, right, and, and this is just my personal opinion, outside of the Latino culture itself, outside of the people that are fully immersed in the culture that experience it every day, to society's eyes, there have been very specific stereotypes that have been pinned to the Latino community to the Mexican community, point blank period. Are some of these stereotypes hold some validity? All stereotypes to some degree hold some validity. Not every single one of them, it's a lot are like based on racist bullshit, so no, but I, one of the things, right, is like, why I'm so stoked for this kid coming up and bringing Musica Regional with him is because, especially for Mexican culture, there's this negative mindset, at least here stateside, that you are dirty, lazy, not classy, not able to be within high class because the way you dress, the way you talk, what you're into, music, there's literally a nitpicking to everything, but everybody loves tacos and everybody loves Cinco de Mayo, and I'm just like, unless you're in Puebla, we don't fucking celebrate it like that, so y'all whitewashed it, pero 
not just that, but how do I say this? Media has an impact, right? Media always, media portrayal has an impact of how the, we view our environment around us. And one of the things which tragically is happening right now in Florida is a really big issue for the Latino community and for everybody else at this point. So why is the world jaded with Bad Bunny right now? Well, he went from being all for la cultura and all this stuff and like, you know, fucking around with Gabriela and Lord knows how many other Latina baddies because they were in an open relationship or whatever bullshit he was saying. But now he's with Kendall and the Kardashians have long, long been known to be culture vultures, to be individuals that literally rip off <laughs> other people, places, and things and make it part of their aesthetic. And all of a sudden, he has backtracked on a lot of shit that he had previously said and then even did a whole speech at Coachella, which I mentioned how like, oh, well, you know, you don't really know an artist just from whatever you see on the internet. If you want to get to know me, blah, 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 come to my house, have a beer, right? And I'm like, apparently we're all getting invited to have a beer with that bunny <laughs> since we don't know him. But the images that are portrayed by celebrities are essentially what everybody on the other side of the screen eats up and takes as, well, this is who you are. This is a representation of who you are. Icons can be known for either good or not so good shit. And like recently in, what was it? The trailer for the new season of the Kardashians. Uh, one of the things that Kylie says is she's like, you know, we've upheld this like fucked up idea of like body and I don't want my daughter to have that and all this stuff, which like commendable. I think that Kendall and Bad Bunny's relationship is PR stunt to the nines. I think he's enjoying it more than she is because <laughs> the way she ignored this man at the game and everyone in the comments was like, I mean, it is Michael B. Jordan. So <laughs> I don't blame her. You know, she's trying to make it known that she's single, single. I did not like Although I'm laughing and I thought it was hilarious. I did not like the way that he was trailing behind her. Because Bad Bunny being tan arriba as he was. I'm not saying he should be walking ahead of her. Pero por lo menos que caminen por un lado, right? Because the way... I just... And then that ego sip he took of like, well, fuck me then. <laughs> I cannot. The memes are prestigious anyway. <laughs> Oh my god, I love coffee. So, all the drama aside, by the way, yeah, total PR stunt, I think it is Chris really trying to, I mean, the woman is intelligent as fuck on how to build an entire empire off of everything that she's built it off of, but do I think it's a PR stunt? Yes, absolutely. I think Benito was way up there. I think they were seeing the wave of like 
Latino-ness into media. And they were like, damn, how do we get into this? Well, they're already fucking down on Kim for wearing Marilyn's dress. And now she's talking about Selena and everyone's like, oh, we will riot if you fucking don't touch Selena Quintanilla, bitch. Like, we will riot, right? So... They're like, how else do we do it if we can't throw Kim into it? And she's like, hmm, who just broke up with Devin Booker? Kendall, you're gonna date Bad Bunny. <laughs> like, do I feel like that's how it happened? Probably not. They were probably at a fancy restaurant like, hey, so, you know, oh my god, this arugula is delicious. You are gonna date Bad Bunny now because we need to stay relevant within this new wave of Latino-ness that's hitting it. Chris Jenner, if you ever see this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just my POV, girl. But I do think it's a PR stunt. I think he's enjoying it more than she is. I think there are certain, to certain level. I also feel like mm, Kendall kind of just has a resting bitch face, though. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know these people personally. I'm just the person behind a microphone. <laughs> but I do think that, like, Not to say that <laughs> he's sleeping with the enemy, because <laughs> that sounds so harsh, but I do think that him being enveloped into that family and then having to retract on everything is essentially more harm than good to everything that he had built and all like the inspiration, so to speak, that he had given other young Latino kids, whether they want to be in music or art or whatever it is, you know, he, just like the other Latino icons before him, he was like, you know, you can do it. But the reason why I think that, like, Beso Pluma doing everything that he's doing, bringing up that awareness, like, the, the kid was on Jimmy Fallon, like, that is insane. And I know I'm saying kid and he's 23 and he's a whole grown man, but... I'm about to be 29, so kid. With what is happening in Florida, especially, I think that it's time that Latinos are heard more than ever. It's time that we actually unite with each other instead of peleando all the fucking time and bickering back and forth of like, <sighs> the infighting stresses me off. <laughs> I'm just like, bro. Uh, anyway, so in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a bill, the 1718 bill, which honestly, sir, that bill should have stayed in 1718, the year, but whatever. So the bill essentially states that every company that has employees, that has more than 25 employees, it is now mandatory to use e-verify to verify that the people that they are hiring are the people that they are hiring. It is essentially a move against illegal immigration. And not only that, but they are going to have a very fucked up time if they are employing anyone that is an illegal immigrant in the state of Florida. Not only are the fines going to be crazy, but also human smuggling is going to be part of what that is being categorized as. And like, what the actual fuck, my guy? 
So, <sighs> the part that like made me really fucking sad, I'm gonna cry. Oof. So, the part that made me really sad was hospitals have to collect data for anyone that is provided care that has an illegal immigration status, which means if the hospitals are providing data to the government, then the people getting help are not going to actually be getting help anymore, which means so many issues when it comes to health and people going to back alley measures. Like, regardless, my Latinos are the first to avoid hospitals, <laughs> like the fucking plague. I will say that, like, at least it, it is my experience, right, that Hispanics just, we don't like going to the fucking hospital. We're like, no, the fuck am I going to go for? If I go, they're going to find a billion and one things. Literal words from both of my parents. <laughs> so, <sighs> it saddens me, right? It saddens me that, like, so many people are going to be without care that they need because of that fear and not just that but also id cards are being completely invalidated so anyone that has an id from florida and is an illegal immigrant or has ids from out of state they are being completely invalidated it did make the rounds on tiktok heavily how there were protests at the construction sites how there are protests at like all these places and florida is and the reason that i mentioned in the intro downfall of florida they're also having issues with disney florida is a state that is essentially run on hospitality construction and immigrants as is majority of this country let's fucking face it none of us <laughs> unless we are part of the indigenous people of the US, none of us really belong to the places that we currently live in and came here because of one immigrant or another. Now, if you are going to go in the comments and be like, oh, Monroe, well, can't they just apply for, but no, no, I don't want to hear shit about doing it the right way. I don't want to hear shit about, oh, but this, and the, no, there are so many blocks that are even fucking put for people to get visas, to do all this shit, to come here the right way. In case you don't know, I stand wholeheartedly with all my lovely hummingbirds. Que vienen a este país. Todos. Que vienen a este país. Otros países. Que pasan por travesías enormes. Por dolores. Por pesos. Por cosas tan aterrorizante que ninguno de nosotros nos podemos imaginar que hemos nacido en ese país o en los países a los que recorran por lo que ustedes mis latinos, mis hispanos inmigrantes sufren, padecen para conseguir una vida mejor Lo que está sucediendo en Florida no se vale. No es justo. Y ojalá que sientan el peso completo de lo que va a suceder. Si siguen al, 
al paso que van. Um, got really emotional there. <laughs> Apparently I do speak in Spanish and I get emotional anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, wholeheartedly, like that's the thing. There is no quote unquote right way. <laughs> there just isn't. If people do try, it becomes impossible, especially if you are not my complexion or lighter. It's just, it's the reality of it. And before y'all start hitting in the comments, well, can't their governments just fucking do better and this and that? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> If you are not a politician, if you did not survive their governments, if you are not actually aware besides whatever bullshit you saw on whatever news channel that is being, like, here's the one, here's the thing, and this is why I love, like, the growth of social media because it has made it accessible for us to, like, communicate to each other from different parts of the world and be like, no, hey, this is actually what's happening. It's not so simple. And people come to this country, to other countries, to gain essentially a better life. And a better life is not the bullshit sideways mentality that people fucking think of. Oh, they're coming to steal jobs. Bitch, no the fuck they're not. Me being born here, Mexicana, right? I would not be able, besides like all of my fucking health issues and like the, <laughs> the things that actually detain me from doing this, but even if I didn't have <laughs> endo that knocks me on my ass every other week, I would not be able to do the jobs that immigrant workers do. And the reason that I went viral on TikTok was because they said they were like, you know, <laughs> tell Governor Vicentes to bring all the <laughs> people to work these jobs and do all this stuff since they say we're stealing the jobs. All right, bring them in then. They do hard labor. They do the work that a lot of fucking people don't want to do that essentially helps run a lot of the shit that especially people in cities live off of, which is construction, which is hospitality, which is all the fucking farms. Because the conditions are, sadly, brutal. There was a film, <laughs> and we're going to sidetrack and then we're going to go into the icon sector, but there was a movie called A Day Without a Mexican, Un Dia Sin Mexicanos, and watching everything unfold as it is in Florida, I literally looked at it and I was like, <laughs> gives me un día without a Mexican vibes. And granted, not everyone I'm saying that is an illegal immigrant in Florida is of Mexican heritage. I'm just explaining a film. I know there's multiple cultures and ethnicities there, right? But in the film, essentially, everyone that is Mexicano disappears and it shows the huge impact of what happens when an entire culture is eradicated from the face of the fucking earth. Like, places are stopped essentially running. There's no one to make the food. There's no one to cut the grass. There's no one to do all these things. And for a lot of them, no one to raise their kids. Go watch the movie if you're so inclined. I think it's a good movie. Just my personal opinion. 
but <laughs> seeing what is happening now with Hispanics and Latinos leaving Florida, people being told, hey, don't fucking reserve in Florida. Florida's already going through a shit show with like Disney trying to haul ass out of there because of like issues with uh, trans people being employed and that's already a whole thing that's fucking happening which like what the fuck the fact that the entire economy of Florida depends on vacationing people and that is being chucked off lord knows que vaya a pasar but all of that and my very passionate ranting aside, we are now going to jump into the icon section of, I just saw 30-30 on my little timer thing, and like, angel numbers everywhere, uh, go look it up if you're so inclined. Y'all already know I'm a spiritual baddie, so like, I know that's usually what I do on a grain of salt, but it is who I am, it is me. So... <laughs> Let's get into the icon sector. Welcome. For today's topic of conversation, we are covering what constitutes an icon. Icon, icono, iconic. Words that are always used within media, within arts, within advocacy, within movements. But what actually is that? Well, according, <laughs> according to Merriam-Webster, an icon is a person, individual, thing, widely... <laughs> I can't read my own fucking handwriting. Widely admired, especially for having an influence or significance in a particular sphere. For example, actor, fashion, or civil rights. Lists of some icons, obviously, Selena Quintanilla Perez, God rest her soul, Marilyn Monroe, God rest her soul, Queen, and of course, Freddie Mercury, God rest her soul, The Beatles, half rest their souls, uh, and the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., to name a few. Now, the reason why, and also Malcolm X, the reason why these people are seen as icons is because they not only represent themselves and like their art and what it is that they did, but also represent an entire time period for, for a lot of these. Like when you think the 80s, you think queen you think freddie mercury you think 60s you think the beatles there's no way not to think about fucking beatlemania love them or hate them you think about it when you think civil rights you think mlk and malcolm x love them or hate them that's what you think of and when it comes to cinema especially black and white cinema especially the iconic dress scene especially 40s and 50s you think marilyn bombshell definitely her comes to mind 90s selena y los dinos you know <laughs> like an icon is a person that gets emblazoned 
into history, not just for their work, but the impact that they had for an era. Now, other individuals like Michael Jordan uh, have achieved more like legendary status, as has Michael Jackson, and more individuals that I will name in the episode when we cover legends. But, <laughs> and Prince. Uh, <laughs> what constitutes an icon? Well, as I stated, it is someone that is really good at what they fucking do, so much so that all you can think about when you think about that thing is that person. Now, how do you become an icon in your own life? Of course, with makeup and motivation, we cover everything on how to do it for the self-love journey and life path and all that good shit. How do you become an icon in your own life? Well, a few things to ponder, my loves. What is the one thing that you're truly very fucking good at. Like really, really, really good at. And how do you put that into everyday life? How do you include that into your life in order to fill yourself up with the joy that it brings? Who do you look up to and admire in your day-to-day life and why. This is very important when looking to become an icon. Every icon has an idol, which (laughs) an idol is essentially a person that you look up to for their own works of success, sphere, all of that good shit. Icons also The difference between an icon and a legend is essentially an icon is like a person that has fame especially at a quick pace but it is sadly short-lived a lot because they have lost their lives uh, as far as artistry goes and with legends it's someone whose fame literally transcends and like lasts for infinite amount of years Oh my god, my throat. Okay. So, who do you admire and why? In your day-to-day life, who is someone that you look up to? Not idolize, because I'm not talking about idolizing an individual or celebs or things like that, but who is someone that you look at and you're like, damn, this person, their work, what they do motivates me. It inspires me. It pushes me to keep going and do more. Who is that in your life for you? Sit there and think of why that is. What aspects of them are you wishing you had more of? Because oftentimes, a lot of the people that we idolize, romanticize, hold up on a pedestal, if you will, is because we wish we had those attributes within ourselves. And if it is something viable for you to have within you, how can you start building that within yourself? How can you start putting that within yourself? How can you employ that more and more? Now, for all my lovely hummingbirds that want to be media icons and want to fucking thrive and have fame and success and all this shit, and you're like, bitch, I want to be an icon icon. I want to be the next Selena Quintanilla. I want to be the next Marilyn Monroe. I want to be the next MLK. I want to be the next fucking... I want to be the next Bad Bunny. Like, whoever it is that you want to envision, right, as, like, 
the person as an icon. You're gonna take that, you're gonna look at that person, you're gonna see what it is that you like of them so much that they embody. And then be like, okay, so where's me in that? Because the way that icons become icons is by being themselves. I know, what? Crazy, yeah. That is how they do it. They are just genuinely themselves or genuinely portray an image to the world very fucking well. And the reason that I say that is because Marilyn Monroe played the fucking role of dumb blonde so well, but she wasn't. She was actually very smart, very intelligent, very learned. She was a person that had a degree. She had her own movie studio. She had an immense collection of books, a library that she spent so much time in. Very well-rounded, very talented, very intelligent, very savvy when it came to the moves she make. Tragically, because of her love life, and her addictions, things ended when they did, and you know, that very, very tragic end to her life. But had she been able to pull through, I wholeheartedly believe that like this woman would still be alive today, well, and kicking and doing all this shit. I have my conspiracy theories about her death too, but we're gonna leave that alone. Mm. Go watch the uh, documentary on Netflix about it. <laughs> I really liked that one. And also go watch Blonde if you haven't because I will be doing a review about that soon on here. And that's also when I'm going to do the Marilyn look. Even though Marilyn did hate people that, uh, can't say hated, but she was very bothered by people wanting to impersonate her because she was like, there's already one me. Why do you want to copy that? Which, like, mood, bitch. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. But that's the thing about an icon. An icon cannot be replicated. You can try and try with all your might to be similar to another person, but you will never succeed for the simple fact that you are not that person. And a lot of times, my lovely hummingbirds, in the road of self-healing and self-love, when I think we fall prey to that and it gets askew is when we start idolizing them and obsessing over an individual so far to the point where like we start pulling their traits onto us thinking that oh well if they're doing it i can do it too let me explain something to you babes be careful of whose life you wish to embody because with that life that you're wishing to embody you're also going to take on their demons you're also going to take on their struggles their trials and their tribulations that is why People that are essentially iconic are also followed with struggle and strife. Because in order to be so big and be so much, there is so much that happens on the back end of that. That is what breeds the beautiful parts of their personalities forward. It's what breeds those beautiful images that we have in our heads of these people forward. Just a little tidbit there, my loves. Careful. But in order for you to be an icon in your own life, embrace you. 
embrace the thing that you're really fucking good at and put it into everything you do and put it into everything you do with love, with care, with tenderness, with affection, with devotion, with passion, with fervor, with... <laughs> I saw this post and I think I've said this on here before, but regardless if I'm repeating myself, oh well. Uh, this person that I follow, I think she's a trap queen witch, is her handle. And she made a post where she was like, you know, if you're doing something and it doesn't feel as good as sex does, then you shouldn't be doing nothing anyway. Like, your passions should drive passion from you, right? And if you're fucking passionlessly, then maybe you shouldn't be fucking that person. None of my business, though. Not me channeling on makeup and motivation. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, <laughs> be you. All right, that's it. That's it for the icon. Yep, simple as that. Be yourself. Be your motherfucking self. Be good at what you do. Keep practicing. Keep pushing it forward. For all my loves that do want to make it in media and do all this stuff, network your fucking hearts out because, as we all know, in this world, it's all about who you know. So definitely network, go out there, get your face out there. If you have a talent that you're like, yes, I want to do this, do it. But make a plan and be aware that it's going to take a whole lot of work to really live and fulfill your dreams, okay? And if you truly want it, you'll do it. And if you fail, it doesn't matter because failure is simply a step. It is a lesson to learn and to continue on. Now we're going to leave us off with a couple quotes from La Reina del Tex-Mex, Selena. Uh, <laughs> she said, Be strong-minded and always think that the impossible is possible. Be strong-minded because pursuing your goals, pursuing your dreams, living life as authentically you as possible takes a whole lot of strong will. I'm just say that. And this is absolutely one of my favorites. I'm going to tear up again. But if you have a dream, don't let anyone take it away. All right, my lovely hummingbirds. That's it from me for you today. As always, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna. Sending you much peace, many kisses and reminding you to always look up at the moon i love y'all so much thank you for tuning in catch me tomorrow for a deep dive into aries i'm probably gonna keep the selena fit on for that video i'm recording the same night but <laughs> also like how can i not keep the selena fit on you know i look so good <laughs> Just me hyping myself up. Don't mind me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a deep dive into the sign of Aries, traits, what it means when you have it in the different planets and the different houses, history of the sign, all that good shit. And of course, we're going to do a little general reading there for all of my Aries and everyone tuning in if you resonate with it. If not, it's not for you. Thank you for watching it anyway. But <laughs> That's it. I love y'all so much. Follow me on all my handles. You already know. And yeah. Okay. That's it. I love you. Bye. Wait.
you know, I couldn't fucking say bye because, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I said I was going to do a thing and the universe me regaño because <laughs> they were like, hey, remember that thing you said you were going to do? So I don't know if. Selena Quintanilla ever believed in tarot, an oracle, or anything like that, but something told me to pull a card for y'all. New moon and new life. Divinity. So we're going to read those for y'all right now because why not? 4, 45, and 20. Look up those numbers, see if they mean anything to you, my loves. For new life, the arrival of new beginnings or the budding start of something beautiful and long-lasting. Drawing this card can indicate a need or desire to start over. Mmm. With a mindset of childlike surrender. I'm going to equate that to the full in traditional tarot, which essentially means whatever it is, my love, that you are thinking of starting, definitely do it, but don't approach it like you have approached everything else. With the divinity card, you are divine, and the message comes with a warning and a blessing drawing this card invites you to proceed with love over fear your fears are holding you back don't allow it okay and for new moon a new beginning a fresh start and an auspicious time to start new projects so if you were thinking about starting something new hell yeah go for it baby do it uh because it's the right time the only thing right now that is holding you back is you. Don't let it. You deserve to give you. And you deserve to give baby you that wanted to do this thing. Because I don't know who that message is for. But whoever you are. Baby you that wanted to do this thing that you're dreading. You owe it to them. Go ahead and do it. Okay, I love you. That's it. Oh, also, I'm going to be at ASIN this year. So, I <laughs> know. Rosie Gold, my baby. She's like, bitch, we're going to Ace. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. How dare you bestow such love and grace upon me to take me with you to Ace. So I will be at Ace this year. Definitely go uh, catch me there. I'm going to have my cards with me too. I'm going to be giving free readings during the weekend. So if you guys want to get a free personal tarot reading, find me. I'll be there uh stay tuned for my tiktoks because on there you're gonna actually see and my instagram you're gonna see what outfits i'm wearing so it's easier to find me but <laughs> yes <laughs> exciting exciting i'm very excited <laughs> so stoked i can't believe i'm going back to asin it's been so long okay that's it i love y'all have a good one Happy ASIN week. I hope you're all having fun. All my cosplayers on, on Con Crunch. Please, bitch, get some water in your body. Okay, that's it. I love y'all. Have a good one. Oh, also, Kellen Lee, get your readings. I love you. Bye.